My message title today is called Believe More. We've been in a, a series on more, and uh, we're just kind of into the believe more part of it now. We can all, as believers, believe more. How many would say amen to that? We can all have our faith grow to new places. Some of us can believe for certain things and not for others. You know what I mean? It's just kind of the way we are. Some things our minds are wired to easily say, yeah, that could happen. But then over here, no, that can't happen. Ever wonder that about yourself? We can't have our faith get stagnant. We can't have our faith reach a place of where we refuse to let it grow. We very often get to places where we, we let our faith get stalled and then a life crisis comes. You know, maybe you've been a Christian your whole life and all of a sudden your faith comes into a stall because there's been no storms, no waves, no challenges, and then you go to the doctor and you get the C diagnosis. And all of a sudden, you and God are on, you're on the hotline all the time. And friends, he was there all along. And I say this not just to you, I say this to me as well. I say this to actually anybody who'd even be watching online. We broadcast now on, on, um, on YouTube and online. Anybody who's seeing this today, be ready all the time. It's important to be ready all the time. As a matter of fact, we can believe more than we've ever believed before. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. I mean, there's no other like subjective terms in here or drop categories or possible exemptions. It just says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Period. We can't please God without faith. Why? Because faith is our ability to lay our destination in His hand. And most of us, if we're honest, we won't trust somebody to push our cart through the checkout line. Because anyone who comes to Him, meaning God, must believe that He exists. You just can't have this idea of God. Or there is a God. Or there is a God out there, but He may not be the same God that you preach, but I believe in another God that's a little different than the God you believe. I've heard all these arguments. There is one God. And how do I know? Because you can go find the bones of all the other ones. We know where they're buried. And in the last days, there's going to be lots of other people who are going to proclaim themselves to be messiahs of all different kinds of types and shapes. And we as believers have got to be aware. And our faith is going to be what keeps us aware. But anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Now, God is not interested in your money or your possessions, although he asks for tithes and offerings, but he's not after that as his number one priority. He's not interested in what you've created or accomplished. It's shocking, even though we're today talking about something that was accomplished. But that was accomplished for the kingdom. I'm talking here about those personal trophies. How many know what I'm talking about? God is interested in the faith that we have in Him. It's what moves Him. He wants to know that we believe in Him and that we're not moved to serve and follow Him out of, out of just a chance to get something in return. He wants to know it's because we believe in Him. There are people who follow God. This is a truth. 
There are people who follow God who have no real faith in him at all. What does that look like? It's someone who claims to be a Christian, professes to be a Christian, says that they follow Jesus, but the truth is they don't put their faith or their trust in, in him at all. They make their own plans. They make their own decisions. They do what they want with their life. They don't worry about anything else. And I've dealt with this argument many times, especially at the young adult youth age when they're like, well, what if I like, serve God and he makes me do something I wouldn't want to do? Yep, that's the God I serve. He wants you to be miserable for the rest of your entire natural life. He is going to pick you up and put you in a place that you're going to flourish. And he'll give you a love to do what it is you do. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean you won't have hard days or hard weeks or a hard day that lasts for a couple of years. You know, those things happen. I love what I do. I don't feel like I'm wired to do anything else. But at the end of the day, there have been hard times. There have been challenging times. Times that I thought, oh, Lord, really? But faith is what God wants, and he's looking to reward those who earnestly seek him. People who follow him but have no faith in him, if they had to pray and believe, they just couldn't do it. You see, I believe that belief is a precursor to faith. And I believe that on the outside of faith, when faith is exercised, belief increases. Do you see the circle? See, you've got to believe in something to put your trust in it. And that activates the faith. And then when the faith is triggered and you see God answer, then your belief in that God increases. And people around you, what is the tangible thing that they see is they see the belief that you have in God. They don't say to you, hi Fred, um, you have faith in God. No, they say you have belief in God. Because they can see, or they'll say, I see you believe in God. They don't say, I see you have faith in God. Now, I mean, it can be said, and I'm not saying it's never been said, but the truth is they go hand in hand. Belief is a catalyst. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, and we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, this is key, if you're here this morning, it's not enough to hear the word of God, you've got to receive the word of God. You've got to take the word of God and make it a part of you. When you receive the word of God, which you heard from us. That's key as well. you got to hear it. Which you have heard from us and you've accepted it, not as human word, but as it actually is. I had never seen that statement before. But as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. we got to believe more so that God's word can work more we got to believe more so that we can receive more of the word that we're hearing so that we can add it to our lives. And I'm going to shoot straight this morning. You can say amen or ouch. But in the areas where we've been hurt or the areas where we've been challenged or where we've been offended, the truth of the matter is we will not receive the word. We will justify our place. It's a dangerous place to be. Or who hasn't been hurt? Can I see your hand? I'm looking around. 
Okay, that's 100% participation. Who has been hurt? We've all been disillusioned. We've all at one time had somebody fail us in one way or another. And friends, I, I learned a long time ago, if I started cutting off chunks of the Word because of the disappointments of man, there'd be nothing left. There'd be nothing else for me to hold on to. See, the lighter fluid here is belief. The Word of God can only work in you as you believe in Him. Believing in Him will cause you to do things that you never thought about doing, like with a missions trip. Some of you were here this morning, you heard about it for the first time. God wants you to go and you know it. You're like, oh man, I was hoping that that wouldn't come up again because I thought that was just me. No, that wasn't just you. Is your belief greater than your fear? Because if your belief is greater than your fear, you will walk past the fear and do the thing that He has asked you to do. See, belief is also contagious. John chapter 4, verse 40 says this, So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. See, he stayed with them. He was the catalyst. And the result was, they believed on the word that they were hearing. And then they said to the woman, We, are no, we no longer believe... Just because of what you said, now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. Are you seeing how powerful it is when we believe more? When we trust God more? His words alone in verse 40 created such power that in verse 41 we see, and because of His words, many more became believers. Just his words. How do you talk when you're not here? Now, you could do what I did when I first got saved, which is quote Bible and verse and thump everybody over the head as hard as you can. Or you can talk Scripture. How I many know what I'm talking about? Instead of saying, well, in John chapter 4, verse 13, it says. You know, which nothing wrong with that. If they ask you to be able to show them where it is, you need to be able to show them where it is. But, when you're having a conversation and a dialogue, you don't see Jesus quoting entire sections unless he's dealing with people who were very liturgical with the law. You see him talking out the gospel message because he was living it out. And friends, that's the model that we should be following is that we should be talking out the gospel message in front of people who don't have the same beliefs as you and I. You don't have to preach at them. You walk in Monday morning and say, you know, yesterday was a good day, man. I really, when we were praying for some people, God did some great things. Or, you know what, you see a, a coworker has a bad headache and they come in, they're sick tomorrow. I mean, no reason they'd be sick on a Monday. I know you're shocked. You could say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to believe your head gets better throughout the day. Just start planting those seeds. Just start planting those seeds. Watch what God does as you take belief to a new level. Acts chapter 5, verse 13 to 16 says, No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought 
the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as they passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits. And it says this here, and all of them were healed. What happened in this situation was powerful. The Holy Spirit was poured out, we know. And, and the disciples, the apostles, they were filled with the Spirit that began to preach with power and authority. And signs and wonders began to immediately follow. But literally, people could see the power of God moving and it was generating something in the crowd. Belief. Fred just got healed. Susan just got healed. Maybe I can get healed. You see, when you're at the front of the line and you never get healed, doubt begins to war against belief. And then it's a battle to see which end of the needle is going to win. And this morning, I just want to encourage you that by believing more and by stoking the belief fire, you're pushing the needle the other way. And as people get together who have faith like yours, and they gather together, literally they were laying the sick on the road just that the shadow alone would bring healing. As a result, the crowds gathered from all the towns of Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits. The best part is, because that belief exponentially grew, all of them were healed. All of them were healed. But still some won't believe. I mean, no, that's true. Miracles will happen and they'll doubt them. They'll question them. They'll say, you know, they're faking it. I've seen that one. I mean, if you want to be a professional miracle faker, go ahead. I'm not really sure what kind of a career there is in that. Retirement benefits are not the best. John chapter 12 says this, Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. And when he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. The time to grab on and to believe in the light is when you're in the light. You and I are in a season right now where we can grab on to the light and make it a part of who we are. Instead of the darkness that is so prevailing in our world. I don't know about you, but like I have seen a trend, not just in our culture. I mean, first I'll ask this. How many have seen the trend that our culture is angry. Just a subtle throwing it out there. But you know what is concerning me more? It's creeping into the church. Our priorities as believers need to be different. And what we value needs to be different. How we value needs to be different. It needs to be, be, needs to be based on belief. God wants us to believe more. It says in verse 37, even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe in Him. They made an active, intentional choice to not believe in Him. And this was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet, Lord who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed. There will be people that you're going to encounter in this life that no matter how many times you show it to them, teach it to them, talk it to them, they see it happen, they're going to doubt it. Can't fix those. 
You just have to let God continue to deal with them. But pray that He gives them belief. Pray that He increases their ability to believe. Maybe you've had your belief robbed from you. That happens from time to time. Maybe you've lost a loved one. You were believing. There was no inch of doubt, no wavering in you whatsoever, none at all. Your faith was perfect. Yet still, God took them home. Can I be honest with you? There was nothing wrong with your faith. He was pleased with your faith. But there are reasons that are beyond yours and my understanding. And He had a time in mind for them that was different than yours and mine. I, and I say that as someone who experienced this myself. I lost my dad. He was 55. Not easy. From perfect health to death. In a year. Just a challenging season for a young preacher who had seen miracles, brain tumors, all kinds of things healed. And I'd pray every night, faithfully. Read Scripture every night, faithfully. But I prayed and did all those things all the time. And when he died, there was a hole in my faith the size of a semi-truck. It took time for God to mesh it back together. I'm going to close with this verse. Prayer leads to belief. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. And so the word of God spread and the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. See, the apostles were introduced. They prayed over them. They laid their hands on them. And something powerful happened. Belief was imparted. And the Word of God spread. And the number of disciples in Jerusalem rapidly grew. Friends, the output is the large number of priests became obedient to faith because they saw belief in action. Here's what I'm going to say. If you don't do it, you don't believe it. If you don't do it, you don't believe it. That standard applies to me too. If you don't do it, you don't believe it. Let that sink in. You've got to practice as much as what you preach as you can. You've got to. Now are you going to get there perfectly? No, you're going to flounder around like a fish. But the Holy Spirit's help coming inside of your life. God wants to grow you in belief and faith so that others will also come to believe. Now do you see where I was going with belief, faith, believe? Your belief leads to your faith leads to somebody else's belief. And on and on it continues. Belief is the component of faith that's contagious. It happens in the believer. It is the place where the power of God is nurtured. Belief is what encourages and draws others to see and to believe as well. We need contagious people who believe. Amen? Who are excited to serve and reach the kingdom for God. Although we live in, I believe, one of the hardest times in the history of man, we also live in the most exciting. It's time, the church has a real opportunity to grab things right by the horns and go after it. But you got to be more than just an attender. You got to be more than just a pretender. You got to be a believer. You got to be a believer.
It's got to be real to you. Have you ever been around somebody where the belief was so real it was infectious? I mean, they just, they, they radiated it. It just infected you. Friends, that's what we all can be that. Somebody. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me and we're going to close in prayer.